Welcome back to another edition of the Coast to Coast podcast. And today, this is an intro I've wanted to do since we've started the podcast. As soon as we started this thing, I was like, there's one guy I want to get on because I know he won't hold back on the chirps. Today, we have a guy drafted in the second round, 55th overall by the Anaheim Ducks, currently playing for the Buffalo Sabres. Most importantly, this dude used to peek at my papers in uh, uh, American history in high school. We have Brandon Montour on the line. Brandon, what's going on, buddy? Nice to see you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. How you guys doing? Oh, good. Doing good. Right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. No as always, problem. I've got Nicholas Andrade and Christian Marin with me as well. And Montour, we were talking right before the podcast started about like how crazy it's been for you. And we don't try to bring up COVID and all that because we feel like other outlets do it better than us because we're not a news outlet. But what's it like for you being in that limbo? We haven't really had the chance to speak to an NHL player about being in limbo during these times. Yeah, you know, it's it's very different. Obviously, you know, it's um, for us, we obviously didn't get to finish our season and then not making the playoffs. We got, you know, a handful of months, you know, extra, as we were saying earlier, but um, I think a big thing for me too is um, I didn't know if I could cross the border for a little bit. Um, my girlfriend, she's American, so she can't cross um, the quarantine things. Uh, but the main thing is, I think usually in the summers when the season ends, I either had to out west to California or you know back home in Brantford or the Toronto area to train. And um, luckily enough, it's you know, I'm in Buffalo now, so I'm close enough where, you know, I can stay in Buffalo and, and do that. But um, at this point, nobody really knows what's going to happen. And I think we've all kind of been like that in the last couple of months here. So during the summer, usually like players get to see other players, whether it's for training or just hanging out kind of thing. Have you been able to like keep up with your teammates at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think little things like this. I think once it all this all hit the fan there, um, we spent a couple of days in Buffalo and then everybody kind of went back to wherever they're from. So, um, since the middle of March, early March, we haven't seen each other or nothing like that, but you know, you got your call, your zoom calls and, you know, you text back and forth, but other than that, it's <laughs> kind of been, you know, quiet. With, um, <clears throat> just with having to stay busy during the long, as you said, it's like a longer off season than usual. And with a lot of rinks being closed too for majority of the COVID pandemic, how have you found ways to just kind of like stay active that you would usually do during the off season that you couldn't do now really with the rinks closed? Yeah, a little bit different. Um, you know, with so much time, you need to kind of find a routine on, you know, you have eight, nine months, I guess, till we, you know, best case we play again. And, um, you know, finding the time when what's, good for rest or when you what's smart to get, start getting on the ice again or you know little things like that so I think I took a little bit more time um I got a, a another puppy uh Christmas time so I, I mean we managed with with this little guy here training him and stuff like that and then uh, uh headed out to California I, I bought a uh, kind of an investment property using it more for rentals and vacation stuff in Palm Springs so um we spent you know, a couple of months there, um, fix and then finishing that place up, furnishing that. So that, that took a lot of time. And now we're kind of, back, we went back to Buffalo here and, um, kind of relaxing this, um, you know, uh, picking it up, training, started skating actually the last week here or so, and, um, you know, starting up that again. So. 
Are you guys preparing for like maybe a restart in December, January? Is that where your head's at or? Um, not really familiar, uh, set date, I guess. Um, yeah. I guess it all depends on how all, you know, this bubble, you know, playoffs works out and how that manages. Hopefully everything goes smoothly. Like it, it looks like it's going. And, um, you know, I think as soon as they, you know, hand out the cup, I'd like to say maybe a month or so and, you know, hopefully we can get right back to it. Cause yeah. you know, wa- watching this hockey for my, for my, my standpoint, <laughs> me sitting on the couch, I'm losing my mind. So <laughs> I was about to ask, like, what's it like for you being able to watch these games with no fans and like, what's that like as just a player seeing people like friends in the league and just watching them play in a completely different environment? It sucks. It sucks for us. Cause I, I mean, I think I got, I got to taste my first few years in the playoffs and, you know, how awesome that was and the experience and the intensity. And then, you know, last year getting traded to Buffalo, we didn't make it. And then this year not making it again, it's, you know, longer summers. And then you have eight, nine months off. You have no idea what, you know, my whole life is playing hockey and having eight months off. It's, you know, having four months is ridiculous, but having eight months is, you know, that much worse. So, but um, watching on TV, it looks pretty good. I don't know from their eyes playing, seeing no fans or nothing like that. That's probably an adjustment, but I think in the end, they're all competitors and, you know, they're that, the intensity and I guess the competitiveness just amps up because, you know, it is playoffs and, you know, you're kind of back in and you're one step closer to, yeah. to winning it, right? I remember when I saw you get drafted and then I saw you play your first game in the NHL, I was like, holy shit, I know that guy. So that was like my welcome to the NHL moment for you. What was your like, what was your like, what was your... Yeah, we need to know Matt's first moment. Man, I remember I I was working at TSN and I messaged Montour. I was like, dude, I have your game tonight. I was like, I'm like, I'm in charge of your game. I was like, score me a fucking goal. And then, uh, but yeah, what was your like, holy shit, I'm in the NHL moment, whether it's your first game or just down the line. Yeah, I think that was obviously pretty cool. I, yeah, it was not necessarily a long time, but I spent um, a year before in the AHL before I um, started or played my first game. So it was a, it was a little bit longer process, I guess, for me. And um, we had so much. But um, no, the first game was pretty cool. It was in Calgary. Um, you know, just that whole experience. But I think. Probably my first would have been or where I felt like this was it was when, because I grew up being a Red Wings fan and we played the Wings. Um, I don't even know what game. It was like probably game five or six. Um, we played the Wings and just kind of playing those guys and seeing Zetterberg out there and, you know, some big guys that I grew up watching and, and looking up to. I think that was, I would think, where I noticed it. And then, you know, you score your first goal and everything. But just uh, just putting on the jersey, I guess, and playing a real game is, is – where it you know kind of started do you remember your first nhl goal yeah it was in tampa do you remember who was against um ben bishop yeah do you remember how you scored it <laughs> yeah, i think yeah, i think I matt know. knows more about you than you might know about you <laughs> Dude, I'm fired up i remember messaging no, I Montreal like a month ago being like hey come on our podcast please <laughs> yeah i know yeah, i uh yeah came right it was actually a funny uh funny story that whole thing is um, I was in the American League and we were playing, we play in San Diego, so we were playing in Ontario and that's probably a two hour drive. And, um, our coach back then, Dallas Aikens, we wouldn't have to wear suits. 
so we wore a track suit and after the game I got called up so I went from Ontario and all I had my track suit maybe a backpack and I had to fly all the way to Tampa to play and I, sh- I show up in my track suit and all the guys <laughs> I, they're all laughing and stuff like that but all I had was my track suit sh- showed up to the game and um, that game I scored yeah so it was pretty cool uh, let's That's keep awesome. Going. Let's keep going on your NHL career. Who's been your toughest matchup so far? Like you've played against the likes of Crosby, played oh. against the likes of guys like Ovechkin. Who's been your toughest matchup? Um, there's so many guys you can't pinpoint. Um, you know, McKinnon's a tough guy. McDavid obviously is a tough guy. I think those guys that have so much speed and play so fast and are so quick, you got to kind of maintain and kind of read off them because they'll make you look, you know, silly at any time. But um, you know, I've had a chance to play in the West. Now in the East, you play guys different and play guys more. You know, Pat, Patrick Kane's another guy that, you know, just those shifty guys that play so smart but play so fast. I think those guys are the ones you kind of, you know, Betchen's kind of a guy that he's so big and powerful, but, you know, he's not one to want the puck all the time or, you know, he gets to his, he gets to his spot and you got to watch. Obviously, he's shooting the puck like crazy, but um, I think those guys that want the puck and, you know, play with the puck all game and they're so fast. You know, Pasternak's another guy that, um, not necessarily the quickest guy, but he's so smart with the puck and so smooth, you know. Is, uh, is there, but you can, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, oh, okay. I was going to ask, uh, is there somebody that you like absolutely hate on the ice, but are, <laughs> yeah. are friends with off the ice and, and, and enjoy their company off the ice? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I think the guys that I don't get along with or hate, I don't really know off the ice. So, <laughs> I'm a type of guy that, you know, if I'm buddies with you or something, I'll play you hard, but I'm not going to, in a game, I'm not going to hate you. Or, you know, I'm not going to, I'll I'll try to rip your head off, I guess, during the game. But, after you know, it's it's all fun in games and we'll joke about it after. But I don't have a guy that I hate on and off the ice, I guess. <laughs> Is there a team maybe that you that uh, that you enjoy? Like I know there's like maybe a team you really like to play because you always seem to do well against them. Is there a team that you seem to maybe turn the physical aspect up a little bit more when you play against them? Yeah, I mean when I was in the West, you know, LA was one because we played them in so close. You know, um, you know Calgary was a. I think I'm not a big fan of Calgary's guys. Or um, <laughs> I mean, they're a good team and all, but um, every time we I guess played them, they're just you know, it was a pain in the ass, and you know we had some we had some pretty good battles against that group there. We played them in the playoffs a couple of years ago, and um, anybody in the East here, uh, you know, it's always fun playing the Leafs, um, being a, with the Sabers now, and um, Pittsburgh's another team that you know they got some good guys, but you know they're pretty mouthy and um, good good to battle those guys. But uh, yeah, I think I'm just trying to pinpoint some some names. Those are some teams probably there. Okay. You mentioned the Penguins being mouthy. Is who, Who's the mouthiest player in the league in, in your point of view <laughs> when you're playing? Besides myself? Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, one pretty chirpy. I remember high school. The guy didn't have – or always had a comeback or something. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, the, I'm probably the same way. Um, um, chirpy guys, I don't know. There's – there's a lot of guys out there. I don't know. I don't know if I can pinpoint one guy because I mean I think every team has, you know, one shit rat or you know some some guy that, you know, <laughs> some some guy that buzzes around and yips all all game. 
I yeah, remember absolutely. I went to uh, – it was the game in March. It was the Sabres against Penguins. I think it was actually the last game before you guys stopped the season or maybe a couple games before. <laughs> and every time you'd go into a scrub, I'm like, that's my door. I was like, I know him. He's fighting people, <laughs> trying to be a shit disturber. I know him right now. <laughs> and then, like, I was with uh, some people from my old work. They are like, dude, shut the fuck up. I was like, no, just watch him. I was like, he's in all the <laughs> tough quarters and stuff like that. Matt had a sign that said, please give me a puck, Montour. I love you. <laughs> no, truth, truthfully, I had a Penguin shirt on, but. <laughs> wow. You're going to do that to him, eh? I wanted to see Crosby Jeez. play first game. or I've never seen Crosby play. Um, what was I going to ask you? Is there. Okay, so I was looking at your hockey DB. And you don't have a fight yet in the NHL. That's like <laughs> the most surprising thing to me. Not that you were like a fighter in school or anything like that. But I mean, is there a reason why you haven't dropped the mitts yet? I don't. I honestly, you know, there's there's been times where I've dropped my gloves, or um, but they don't last. It's usually, you know, you drop your gloves, and I've had I've had some. You can't really say fights. They're more four minute roughing penalties is what I usually get. Yeah. Um, but I've dropped my gloves a couple of times with guys, but you know, either the refs are coming in, or I I haven't got to a point where. Um, really, if, if somebody gets crushed or um, a guy gets hit bad, or I've ha- never had an opportunity to really where um, I ha- I've had to square off with somebody or nothing like that, you know? It's kind of just um, in between the whistles, I guess, or, um, you know, fast plays that um, have happened. But yeah, I've never, <laughs> I'd like to get into one, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, just the way I guess I play, the, um, being as physical or um, in, in into the into the play, I guess is how I play. But um, yeah, I mean, I just haven't had really. I could say the opportunity, I guess, has been there. It just never, never really fully turned into a five-minute penalty. I, 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 my first year, I dropped a glove center ice with a guy, and he was big. He was bigger than me, um, but he kind of just. Um, jumped me and and I, we fell and I was I was trying to tell the ref to give me a five minute just to give me a fighting just to have fighting it. major <laughs> but but he but he gave me two instigator and two rough so I only had a four wow. minute there so They're uh, probably all yeah, pissed I mean, off I, in the box <laughs> the guys are laughing but no I, I mean I, it, it'll come eventually. Would you rather your first fight be against like one of the well-known heavyweights in the league, or would you rather have it against some like scrawny guy in the league that you know you could hand his ass? To? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, both ways, I mean, it's a good story. Yeah, I think I'd probably stay away from the the heavyweights to get my you know embarrassment. But um, I think both stories would would honestly work. You know, you show up against a tough guy, or yeah. you beat the shit out of a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> you know. It'll come though, whatever it may be. We'll we'll, have, we'll call after the the first one here. Yeah, as soon as it happens, forget your <laughs> post game interviews. We'll get you on another Zoom and we'll get you on the podcast again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you had a really different career path compared to a lot of people coming up and trying to play in the NHL. You uh, you didn't play in the OHL. You forego that. Can you talk about your decision there to just not go in the OHL? Yeah, um, I was a late bloomer. I was a little smaller in the draft. Um, wasn't drafted, but um, actually after the draft, you know, the OHL teams have other invites to camp and stuff like that. And I went to – I went to the – or before the draft, actually, I had a um, scholarship offer 
to school and I always kind of wanted to go to school route and kind of get an education and play hockey at the same time. I thought that was a cool thing. education so I always had that in the back of my mind but you know I think if I was drafted and had that opportunity it would be different and you know you go the H or OHL route uh, but I was invited to to Guelph Storms camp after uh, after I didn't get dra- get drafted and I, I showed up and um, they actually offered uh, but it was like a seventh eighth defenseman so I, I mean I wasn't gonna be the, the extra guy so um, we turned that down and um, kind of just cruised along a couple of years, junior B, and, and then kind of after two years of that, I wanted to see where where I could go with it and, you know, kind of skyrocketed or kind of got noticed after after I left, you know. Were you surprised at, like, how, how high you got drafted? Because you said you were a late bloomer, you didn't play in the O, and you were offered that seventh, eighth extra defenseman position. But when the Ducks called you in the second round, were you surprised at that or were you betting on yourself the whole way? Yeah, I mean, that was a couple of years before when um, the OHL and the Guelph Storm um, thing happened. That was, I mean, I don't even know. When when you get drafted to the OHL, 15? Yeah, it's like 15, yeah. right before your 16 kind of thing. 15, 16, I think, yeah. So, I mean, I played that 16-year-old junior B, 17-year-old junior B, maybe 18-year, yeah, 18-year-old, I think. And then I left 18, 19 to Waterloo in the USHL and – I think people started to notice me as soon as I got there. And um, that whole year kind of, you know, agents trying to get a hold of the uh, uh, NHL teams were, you know, there's three, four teams at every game. And I'd talk to, you know, scouts after games. And I think that's kind of where, you know, that, that opportunity to, or that kind of dream started, you know, in a sense. I, I mean, when I was playing junior B, I always believed and um, thought I could play. But um, once I started, you know, people started watching me play more because, um, you know, we play in Caledonia or Brantford, you have a couple hundred people watching. Yeah. And, you, you know, you go to the USHL and I have a couple thousand. So um, that was a little different, but that's kind of when the opportunity and people started to watch, you know. Uh, your draft process, did you interview with a lot of teams? Yeah, there might have been, honestly, there might have been three or four teams that I didn't talk to. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that whole process was, you know, a lot because you had to talk to, a, you know, a group of, you know, 10, 15, 20 guys in a, in a room and just you. So that was a cool experience. And, um, you know, some teams actually came to my my parents' house and, and met me there. Um, I know that. But, you know, that whole experience was pretty cool. And um, Anaheim was a team that I thought, you know, was really interested. And sure enough, we were in Philadelphia there and, and then dropped me in the second round. Did uh, any teams ask you any obscure questions? You don't have to say what team, but did they ask you anything that's like out to lunch? Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I know. There's definitely, um, but I don't even know if they're, they're really serious about it. They just wanted to kind of get a joke or scare you. Or, right. you know, I think the whole, I, I think the whole buildup of, you know, being 19 years old or however old, you know, I was 19, but um walking into a room and seeing you know 15 grown men in suits and you know yeah. briefcases and stuff like that you're like All right, what, the, what the hell is this you know i think that's kind of the the big thing but it wasn't uh there's some you know stupid or crazy questions but nothing nothing extreme 
one guy's probably like in the back of writing something down and you're like, what, what the hell is he writing? What, what did I say? Yeah. You know, they all, they all, they all, they all have those guys. I don't even speak, but they're just writing notes down. Like, you know, yeah. Oh my God. That's nerve wracking. Yeah. Nick, do you have a question? I like cut you off right before. Uh, no, I was, I was going to ask you about if there was any weird questions. So it's, it's kind of the same, same stream there. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to know actually though, especially like when you're a teenager and you're taking such a, a different route to the NHL, I know when you, you said like when they started to notice and you're like, okay, this is momentum, like it's coming. But like yeah. when you were a teenager in that, like maybe 14, 15, 16, like what were you thinking in terms of like, was, was the NHL really a goal of yours or were you thinking, you know, about other things or maybe you should get something else or. Yeah. Um, I think it always was a goal and um, yeah. that's always what I wanted to do. But at that time, I think you're so young still and you're, you're trying yes. to enjoy you're trying to enjoy life and i was just taking it kind of year by year and mm-hmm. uh, you know you're getting through high school and uh, i was playing hockey at a competitive level i was playing lacrosse still at a competitive level you know i was playing two sports um you know playing well and you know just kind of really enjoying it i think that's and then i kind of found a, a point where I had to pick what sport to play. Hockey was always going to be that, that sport, but I had to, you know, quit lacrosse. And, um, you know, after that, I think I was like, all right, I got to see if I can actually do it. And that's when I kind of left. I remember, like, in high school and stuff like that, I remember you loving the hell out of lacrosse. So giving <laughs> up lacrosse was probably one of the hardest things for you. Uh, is there any, like, transferable skills between the two sports? Like, could you recommend lacrosse as another sport that – players or that hockey players should pick up in order to just gain more skills yeah no for sure I think for me I played lacrosse as long as I could remember and as you know I touched the hockey stick when I touched lacrosse like that's how you know um much love I had for that sport too and um you know just the endurance and uh, competitive you know lacrosse is so fast paced and as well as hockey is you know and I think as much, um, I guess, I don't even know the word, um, competitiveness, I guess, I have on the ice, you know, I got from lacrosse and kind of that um, defensive, you know, slashing as much as I, I shouldn't <laughs> slash or using my stick. Um, you know, I think I get that from lacrosse. And I didn't think just the endurance and, you know, the hand-eye coordination in, in lacrosse and, you know, just the positioning-wise and of movement, I think, for me, hopping in from winter, playing hockey to summer, playing lacrosse back and forth, definitely, for sure. And I think kids and, you know, I think lacrosse is obviously growing a lot. Um, and I think kids should, you know, definitely join that and, you know, play that sport for sure. Uh, in the NHL, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily get the attention that they deserve. Are there any underrated players that come to mind for you right now? that you're just like, they're unreal. They might not get all the points on the board, but they're just so good. Um, yeah, there's so many guys. Uh, I could even, I, I mean, I, I thought, you know, Pasternak was one guy that, you know, kind of the last one, two years, you know, he's kind of sprouted up and talked a lot, but the first couple of years there, you can tell that he had something, you know, that he was always going to be a good player. Um, I think that Pedersen guy on Buffalo, or not Buffalo, uh, Vancouver is, you know, another guy that um, they're still young. I think those young guys that, you know, you, you know come up and 
you see the talent, you just, you know, it's, it's kind of cool seeing those guys throw and seeing how big they can get, you know? Does it feel weird saying those young guys? <laughs> yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm still young, but, um, you know, playing against, you know, guys that are, you know, born in 99 and 2000 now, yeah. it's kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> that's that's really the only comparative I have is just watching NHL players get drafted now, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm an old man. And I watch <laughs> exactly, like, like my, you know, gr- growing up, you watch the draft every year, you know, and yeah. you're just excited to watch. Even like Boxing Day, you know, you got World Juniors and stuff like that. And now you got yeah. kids that are 2001, 2002. You have all, <laughs> no idea. Uh, that, that's when is- you feel old, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, is there anyone in particular when you were drafted, when you were a rookie, that took you under their wing, like a vet that kind of showed you the ropes and, and showed you the ways? I don't know if there was one particular guy. Um, in Anaheim, we had a bunch of older guys, veteran guys, which, you know, I was lucky to have. Um, you know, Getzlaff, Harry, Kessler, Patrick Eves, Kevin BX, um, who else was there? We had a bunch of guys. Jason Chimera was there. Uh, Ryan Miller was there. Um, so we had a bunch of, uh, just a good group to kind of lean on or, um, you know, whatever you need. I think um, a big guy who was, wasn't playing, um, was retired, but um, helped me out my first, you know, year or two was Scott Niedermeyer. He was, he lives in California still, but he was always around, you know, we'd go for coffee and invite me to his house for some coffee or, you know, dinner or something like that. I think that's something that, you know, you always, you know, keep with you and, um, you know, kind of get advice from, you know, his experience with when he played. And um, I think that's a guy that, you know, is pretty good um, to yeah. talk to, you know. Yeah. So um, was was lucky enough to, you know, have a good group there that, you know, could help when needed. You got to play with uh, Adam Henrique as well, someone that we – like from the same city. What was it like having that familiarity with uh, Henrique? Yeah, you know, I – He's a little bit older, obviously, you know, we went to school with his little brother. So I knew his little brother more than, yeah. more than him at that point. I knew he, you know, we, he played hockey and he was in the NHL, but um, he's four years older than me. So uh, when he was in Jersey, we obviously didn't see much of him. Um, but then when he got traded, you know, we're, we're really close now. Um, you know, it, it sucked that I, you know, was only, we were only on t- Um, you know, we're really close now. We talk all the time. Um, he was out in California with me. Obviously, he lives there, but um, I was out there. We, we hung out, and now he's back in Canada. And um, But, yeah, we train in the summer together. You know, we're, we're really close, and, um, you know, having that simulator, we're starting a golf tournament. We were supposed to start it this yeah. summer, but um, that didn't pan out because of all this stuff. So we're going to get back to that next summer. And, um, you know, having that. Uh, Having a guy like that so close, it's, it's pretty cool in the same area, you know, to, to make it to where we are and um, to be from, you know, similar areas with similar experiences is pretty cool. Yeah, I'll be in that golf tournament. I was kind of bummed when it got canceled because of COVID. I saw it pop up on Instagram. I was like, yeah, I'll go do that. And then when it got canceled, <laughs> yeah, and- I was like, shit, I'll go do that next year. <laughs> yeah you know what we uh set it up and it was like pretty well booked up after like a day yeah. so um i think the turnout's gonna be great you know we're excited to kind of get that started um we're looking to do something for a couple years there so um, to get that started would be pretty cool let's do some rapid questions to end this thing off i'm just gonna fire <laughs> off some questions at you they can be about anything and everything i don't even want you to think i want you to just answer all right all right okay. first one what are you watching on netflix right now 
Oh, you know what? Um, is it on Netflix? No, I don't know. If or, any Netflix, right? or any streaming service. Or any streaming service. Um, yeah. Me and my girlfriend have been watching Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. <laughs> have you ever seen that? No, I yeah, seen I that. have actually. Yeah, my girlfriend watches that. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of drama, but I mean, it, it passes time. We we've watched so many shows, and you know, everybody has watched so many shows. Started. <laughs> um, are you a gamer at all? I just started. Actually, I'm not a gamer. Um, you could say I am now, but I just since COVID started, um, a couple of my buddies got me to get a headset so i got a headset and i'm not very good but i i play the odd i played played the odd time <laughs> all right side question do you want to get dusted in nhl What's that? <laughs> yeah sure um what is ducted? dusted oh dusted <laughs> i thought you were just looking at me chirping me for saying that i was like thanks man i was like good to see nothing's changed <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy um, <laughs> Uh, favorite pregame snack? Ooh, uh, honestly, probably a smoothie. All right, I'll take that. Uh, mix, mix, mix of everything. A smoothie and a, a coffee. Usually, I, that's my go-to. Uh, favorite arena you've ever played in? I love Chicago. United Center is so nice. Yeah. yeah, I love Chicago. I think the the whole you know national anthem. I think that if you've never never experienced that or into that that kind of atmosphere. I think the national anthem is huge. But how, how annoying is Chelsea Dagger when it plays? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm Probably gets under your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to hear that, especially when Patrick Kane scores every game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. United Center, Vegas. Vegas is obviously cool. You know, that's a, that's a new arena. That's pretty wicked to play. Um, do you yeah, guys have curfews call. in Vegas or do you have to like or like not curfews but are you allowed to go out in Vegas <laughs> I think I mean when I was in Anaheim we they wouldn't let us stay there so oh, we'd really? fly wow. in the, we'd, fl- we'd fly in the day the morning of so like we'd, we'd practice or pregame skate or um, stay the night like right like late and then play the next morning and then be out we didn't have the experience of being there. Um, Buffalo, what did we we had a, we had a day before, but um, we practiced early. They, they set it up so we practice early, or you know something like where we wouldn't be able to do it, or guys would be in one. You know, it's it, um, we we have. I, I mean, I haven't had any experience being out there late. Teams have obviously. Uh, you yeah. know, hear stories and stuff like that, but I haven't experienced that. Uh, what songs are you listening to right now? What's your most played? Oh, I got everything on there. Um, probably some hip hop right now. Yeah, who are you listening to? Yeah, uh, let me see my phone. Listening right now. <laughs> my last played song. I got some Wiz Khalifa. Okay. Nice. Yeah, That's I got some Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> and the new and the new T Swift album on there too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's 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 more you. No, no way. <laughs> You're telling me right now you haven't listened to it yet? 
You've always been a T Swift fan. Shut yes. up. He talks about T Swift all the time. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, he nailed it too, Matt. You just said you have. He asked, you asked him if he hasn't listened to it yet. So I'm guessing you've already listened to it multiple times. Yeah, he knows like, all the lyrics I, now. See, I honestly didn't even know T Swift had a new song or a new album. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you or not. <laughs> um, if there's one player you could be on a defensive pairing with, whether they're retired or not, who would it be? Oh, um, current, you got to say like maybe Victor Hadman or someone like that. Pass would be like Lidstrom or like uh, maybe like Scott Stevens or someone like that. You know? <laughs> He's going to take all your fighting majors though. Yeah, true. But that, I mean, that doesn't, I don't mind that. Um, Scott Nieder, I think Scott Niedermeyer would be another guy that, you know, would be pretty, pretty wicked to play with. Um, and the final question is, do you have any favorite like high school memories or like coming up playing junior hockey memories? <clears throat> oh, so many, I think just, uh, I think a funny memory is when I started playing junior, um, I was the youngest guy on the team and I would, was the only one that had to get dropped off by my parents. Everybody, <laughs> everybody else could drive. I think that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, so many memories. I think high school there is, we play in like, re, or not, you could say recess, but like lunch, <laughs> lunchtime. <laughs> recess for Matt. Recess for Matt. <laughs> um, but no, like lunchtime we'd go, we'd, there, we had a good group there that loved hockey or, you know, we'd go to the gym and, you know, play hockey all lunch or, you know, little, just little things, you know, you, I still talk to a, you know, a handful of my good buddies there um, still to this day. And, um, you know, you have so many memories with those guys, you know, <laughs> now we're, you know, I'm 26, 27, 28 years old. You're still talking to the same guys, you know? Yeah. I have, I have one final question before Matt, uh, but uh What's the difference between Matt now and Matt in high school? Because we've seen the pictures of what he looked like uh, back in back in high school. I think he has a little bit of a glow up. <laughs> you know, honestly, probably the same. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm changing the outro to this. Uh, changing the intro later too. Yeah. <laughs> But seriously, Von Tour, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, buddy. This is a long yeah, time coming. I've been so yes. happy to see you succeed in the NHL. I remember, yeah, messaging you and being like, this is so cool. Like, you got to your goal. You achieved your goal. And the funny thing is, in high school, like, hockey players have a shitty rep for the most part. Like, a lot of hockey players are just, like, jocks and assholes who won't really talk to people. But you were completely different in high school. You talked to anyone and everyone. Uh, you'd make fun of me all the time, whether it's in Miss Henry's <laughs> writing craft class or in Donahue's American history class. It didn't matter. But you were just a nice guy. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And when I asked you to come on the podcast, I knew you'd say yes. I knew there was no <laughs> way you'd say no to that. But thank you, Montour. Best wishes going forward. I hope you all the success in the world. We're rooting for you here. And we'd love to have you on again, buddy. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Brandon. This is the Coast to Coast podcast. We'll catch you next time. No.
Killing it loud after 